Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. So good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 86 of the I Am Me podcast. Super excited. I've obviously had a little bit of a gap um, or rest period, I should say, when it comes to podcasts, but I'm super excited to be back, um, especially with an interview interview podcast, and I am interviewing the lovely, lovely Jessica. Well, the thing is, do you like Jess or Jessica first? Jessica's fine. Jessica's fine? Because I know yep. that's a good one, because like for me, Dom or Dominic, I don't, I don't really like Dominic. Dominic was always when I was in trouble. Was you, when you were Jessica, was it, were you were in trouble or no? Just Jessica was Jessica. Well, I suppose I'm so used to everyone calling me Jess. So it's nice to kind of be called by my actual name. So, <laughs> who would, yeah. Who would have thought, eh? Well, this is yeah. Jessica O'Brien and I do really appreciate your time. I know we've spoken about this. We've tried a couple of times to organise this, but um, we are finally here. How are you going? I'm going very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Although I have got the beanie on today and it is, or not the puffer jacket. <laughs> There's no need for puffer jackets anymore up here north, but I do have the beanie on and it is um, a bit more of a chillier day today. But uh, how's the weather down there? Good old Taz. Oh, it is wet and rainy and cold as always. So I am repping the puffer jacket. I took my beanie off though. We had um, a very short period of sunshine today, which was nice out of about five days straight of rain so yeah yes. good old tazzy good old tazzy good old tazzy look I, i'm not i do miss taz from my little time that i got to go back and but i'm glad i'm not living there right now i'm not gonna lie oh, for sure i'd stop you i don't miss the winters down there i don't miss the winters well so as we've already established jess um is obviously down in Tassie. that's how we connected when i went back down to taz for those couple of months out of coming out of victoria um and it's been nothing but really good vibes all around me and just um clicked and that's the premise of today's story she's going to uh, share her story um and her experiences through uh competing because she competes and, and sharing a little bit about her life and sharing her journey as well also talking a little bit about social media towards the back end um of the podcast and her positive experiences with it you know we've talked uh, a lot about that i think for a lot of people they tend to only talk bad about social media but you know if used right and used correctly and educated in the right um precedents you can really use social media to your power but um i guess just how are you feeling comp wise at the moment like when's your next comp coming up so my next comp is in 18 weeks. So um, I compete in the IFBB league in bikini. So I am prepping for the state show in Adelaide. And then the next week after that is nationals in Melbourne. Mm. Oh, that's cool. That's going to be really cool. Really yeah, I'm excited. Forward. Like 18 weeks. This comes around so quick, doesn't it? It seems like your last comp wasn't that long ago at all. It's such a... um. It's a strange thing because when you talk about comps and like how many weeks out you are with everyday people, like 
they're like 18 weeks that's so long and it's like well it's not really like you blink and it's comp day like it goes so quick and people don't really understand where you're trying to get your physique in a certain way it does take so much time so that's why we have quite long preps Mm, mm. so obviously you've had a bit of time off since your since your last one but before we get into that actually let's take it right back what started you with wanting to compete what sparked the interest uh my ex-partner so he was the first person to kind of get me into bodybuilding that was probably back in or 2013 and that was in the IMBA days so there was a local show on he competed in I believe it was the physique category and got second and I had absolutely no idea about competing I had like a two-week prep that was back when it was fairly new new and we were just like oh you know just don't eat crap for about two weeks you'll be fine get on stage um and then we had a lot of time off I watched him go to the gym and just learned a lot and then in 2017 I started my own um, bikini business so I thought since I'm selling products to bikini athletes I should probably get back up on stage and actually see what they're interested in like how it needs to fit get to know that world a little bit better so I competed in IFBB in New South Wales as my first show 2018 and I actually placed third and I was like damn because I didn't have a coach either I just um had a lot of help with friends that were PTs and were competing in different federations so they guided me through different diets um training styles so I did pretty well to get third um and then I did Arnold's and then after that I spent a fair while changing up coaches just to find a perfect fit for me that understood I suppose like my body and health issues and kind of the physique I wanted to build um, and I've been with my current coach Troy Thornton for the last two years um, and then yeah recently so this year I competed in Adelaide in Feb and placed second so now we're gunning for first place in October. Ooh, yeah that's really really cool that's yeah um and i know that i watched your last comp um was streamed which was really really cool yeah they're gonna do that again so i think that that's really exciting yeah especially covid times now like yeah. you can't see i suppose the same definition as what you can in person but it's just great especially because like i traveled from tassie so it meant my family and loved ones could actually see why I put myself through what I do, mm. um, which helps. And how did, how did that go? Like, because you haven't competed, you haven't been out of compete in Tassie because your federation isn't in Tassie, is it? No, no, no not at all. Um, it is hard. Like, I'd love to have all my friends and family come over and support, but like having the stream version from South Australia and like I've kind of got my own little like family in the federation anyway so um yeah like I'm affiliated with Massive Joes in Adelaide so they were my family they were my support crew um and like you meet so many wonderful people as well which ties into that social media presence of girls that are also competing and yeah you just kind of create your own family really <laughs> 
Mm, you definitely do because like, I know for me, my experience, like I don't, I don't know, I don't really associate too much with with the groups because I know it can be very clicky and there's definitely like little organisations, little teams within the within the thing, like what you've got with the massive Joe Joe crew, which is cool. I'm glad you have that. Um, I wouldn't say that I really have that with any of mine. Like I've got my JPS crew, um, but I don't even really associate too much in that field. But I do like that they're still very welcoming and it's a really supportive environment. Yes, you can, you know, with anything, you're always going to have people that sort of clash, but I thought all in all, it was really, really good experience across. I've only competed in one federation being obviously ICN, but um, yeah, I love that you've been able to do that too, because I know for me, my first three or four comps, I didn't have any family there either. And it's can be, I don't know. It's like, you don't, you don't mind that they're not there, um, but it'd be nice for them to be there. You know, always thinking in the back of your mind, you're like, you kind of wish that they were there. It's like when you're in school sure. and you won an award or you won something, you kind of like look up to the crowd, you hope that they're in there in the in the audience. Like I remember that all the time and um, having that having that feeling. So um, how have you found, you know, I guess them being that they were, I guess, without getting to the social media side of things just yet, we'll sort of, we'll tap on that a little bit later, but having them there, people that you hadn't even met prior to your first comp, going out there with, like, say, the Massey's Joe, Joe's people and how they've been with you so far? Um, yeah, well, so that started back in, back in, um, I think it was Fit, FitFest, before Arnold's, FitX, that's what it was, the um, big expo they had in Melbourne. Um because I've followed like the crew from Massive Joe since they started. So always kind of looked up to them as inspiration. So obviously um, a lot of them compete, like Joe competes, he competes in IFBB, knows IFBB Pro um, and they've got their apparel and subs, but always in the industry. Um, and it was just nice to see people, like everyday people, start something and remain so humble like I never forget the days where you'd go to these expos and the guys would always be the last ones to leave like they would talk to everyone they would want to hear your stories and I just looked up to that so much Um, and that ties into finding I suppose your own crew because there is a lot of competitors out there that don't give you the time of day Um, and it's really disappointing but I've always felt really welcomed with them and I had a bit of um, some issues as you know getting over to Adelaide mm, for the last comp yeah. yeah so um thanks to COVID um I had to actually travel from Launceston in Tassie two hours down south to Hobart to catch a plane directly to South Australia to boycott Melbourne because they were in a lockdown um and I got to Hobart and my flight got delayed by three hours so I went at about I think it was like 10 o'clock that night to check in and they told me that I couldn't check in they weren't going to let me on the plane because I didn't realize at the time even if flight gets delayed you still have to be at the airport and checked in at the original flight time so that was pretty heartbreaking to know that like Thursday night I wasn't getting on a plane to compete on the Saturday covered in tan and I remember like crying at the desk to this poor Jetstar woman being like you don't understand I haven't had a donor in like six months I need to get on that damn plane (laughs) Um, (laughs) and yeah so luckily they helped me so the only option I had was 
to fly from Hobart on the Friday to Sydney, sit in Sydney airport for four hours, then from Sydney to Adelaide and got into Adelaide at 11 o'clock Friday night. And I was just pure panic. I was like, sure, book me that ticket. And I walked out of the airport and I'm like, I have tans booked in on Friday. Like, what if, what if I can't go to registration? So I'm calling coach and he's like, it's fine. Don't stress. And then I, I called Joe and massive Joe's cause they were running the South Australia comp. And I'm like, can I still come? Like I'll be there, but I'm not going to land till 11 o'clock Friday. And he just simply was like, don't stress. We want you there. And just to have that support and the team all sent me messages being like, I hope you get there safe. Like, let us know if you can do anything. Um, like Leah, who does all the apparel, which is Joe's sister. She brought all my registration stuff to the venue on the day for me. So I didn't have to worry about it. So yeah, you do build good connections. So I was so grateful for them. Like, I don't think if I did any other state show, cause I went by myself, so I didn't have any support. I probably would have been very overwhelmed, which is not great for the body when you're that lean and flying. Um, you hold a lot of water and whatnot, but yeah, it was really nice. And then even like to get up on stage when you hear random people in the crowd, like scream your name and you're like, I don't know anyone here. Like, how do you know who I am? And they come up to you after the show. So yeah, it's, it's really important to build that kind of community and trust. And like, I've always done all my comps by myself, um, I haven't had my partner or anything like that. And I do kind of wonder sometimes if like, if I was to get a partner, would it make a difference to have that support? But yeah, you kind of, you definitely learn resilience in the industry and how to cope when certain things arise. <laughs> mm, you certainly do. It's just a crazy, <laughs> it's so crazy. I got to think um, just how stressful comps are for their preps in general. And then to have all that, I've flown interstate for a few of my comps and I was lucky like it was it was a breeze just like everything was the way it's supposed to be so I could just think if that was to happen to me I'd probably be I wouldn't be crying um (laughs) to the jet star person but I definitely would be uh extremely extremely emotional internally um trying to comprehend all that but I think you did really really well Uh, and then when you shared that with me I was just like oh my god I don't know how you did it but I'm glad that you're still able to and uh yeah you would have learned an absolute shitload about yourself be able to get through the other side of that for sure oh yeah like I had people like my I don't know why like I left the airport and I obviously called um, my coach and the team and everything and checked all that out and then I went straight on social media and just pretty much told everyone because they were all following me and my progress to stage. And yeah, that was incredible. Like I had a mixture of people, people were so supportive, which I'll go into a bit later on, but it was also the ones that don't really understand where it was like, oh, well, you can go eat some, like a burger now. And I'm like, no, like, and that's how you learn, like how much it means to you. Like I could have easily just been like, oh, well, not getting on that plane, six months of work down the drain, let's go out and celebrate and get pissed. But I was like, no, like I just knew that I was meant to get to Adelaide. I don't know how, I didn't really know how I was going to Adelaide or how it was going to look, but I'm like, I'm not going to ruin it. Like went straight back to my friend's house, ate my last meal, changed my prep, changed everything in my suitcase. Um, and it was just getting ready for tomorrow to be like, right, 
take two. Let's hope I get on a plane to Sydney and then from Sydney to Adelaide and then we'll just sort it out when it happens. Like mm. it's I, people are so quick to give up. Um, so, and that was something I was not not going to do. Like come hell or high water, I would have found a way to Adelaide. Oh God, no! I think even if I had to hitchhike my way there, I think I would have been doing that the same thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's well. I guess you know you touched a little bit on it there with like your family and that um, being back home. Like I know we've discussed it, discussed these things um, off air in the sense of how your immediate family, friends and stuff, how they've been, how how supportive or therefore not so supportive of your decisions so far being comp and how you've been able to get through that? Uh, my mother has been somewhat supportive. Um, I, I feel like the older generation don't understand. Like my grandma, I had to put up with like six months of when are you going to eat normal? Like, why are you still eating out of containers? Like, she just didn't understand. Um, and especially because these are women that have raised me for 29 years and had seen my health issues as a child, going in and out of hospital, um, having issues with my gut, issues with food in the past, and to then all of a sudden be like, I'm just going to eat chicken rice and zucchini out of the container for six months um (laughs) like it just kind of blew their mind they're like you're not getting your nutrients like why are you at the gym like they just didn't understand especially like family dinners nan would always be like you can have like some roast veggies and I'd be like I want to but no I can't and then explaining why I couldn't is really difficult and that did wear at me a fair bit but again, like it's that resilience and how much you want it where like I could just, like there'd be times where I'd crack it, like full and <laughs> just have to leave the room. Um, but other times it was just white noise because I'm like, well, I don't need you to understand. That's fine. Um, and it wasn't till like all that happened. Like I drove to Hobart. I didn't get on the plane. I called mum and like mum doesn't really drive but she was messaging me at like 11 o'clock that night being like I don't know what to do like I'm I'm praying for you so much that you get there after seeing what you've been up like I'll drive to Hobart if you need and I'm like no mum it's fine and it will be okay and same as having the live stream I think that was the turning point because my family could see it they could see the end package like the result where they were just seeing me come home grumpy being like it's cold I've got to go to the gym I've got to eat cold chicken and rice again (laughs) like I'm sick of eating container food but when they saw it all together like my grandma called me and she's like this is why you do what you do I was like yes and she's like it didn't even look like you but you look beautiful and where before when I was like really lean with a tan she's like you look sick and bony and I'm like I don't I'm strong like I've built muscle this is the strongest and healthiest I've been in my whole entire life when I think back to being in like hospital beds for weeks and being fed nothing but like liquids and was so anorexically thin and I'm like this is probably the best thing I could have done for my body and mindset especially so this time 
I'm still battling the same things where people don't really understand, but they're a lot more gentle about it. So another thing was like with my friends, I wouldn't be invited to, I don't know, like just social events because they're like, oh, well, you can't eat that. And I'm like, well, that's fine. I don't need to eat the food you're eating or I don't need to drink the alcohol, but I can still just be there. Wouldn't you want me around? Um, and they were always like, oh, well, we thought it'd be easier if we didn't invite you because we didn't want to tempt you. I'm like, well, that's on me. Like if I'm tempted, that's my choice, but my choice is to stick to my goals. I'd just rather spend time with you guys. And they've been a lot better for it this time around because they've actually come along on the journey with me the first time and they can see what happens. So yeah, Mm. just having that knowledge. Yeah, it is. It, you know, just sort of as you were speaking, you're sort of reflecting back to to my times when I was competing. Um, well, I still am competing, but my the, the third season, it definitely got to the point where the first one, it's like everyone was trying to adapt. Everyone's trying to get used to the new you, and um, and yeah, and then then the the second year comes through, and then people are a little bit more receptive to what's going on they still don't quite understand and then for me year three was probably the best like everyone just knew this is what i do now this is where i'm at they knew how i react um what to expect from it um and although some people still may not fully agree with with it they just sort of accepted it um and that was really cool to see and then now it's just sort of become natural part of my life so as you're getting hazarded behind you (laughs) um but uh i guess you know what now what is the end goal with competing i get asked that a lot what is your end goal my end goal changes a lot so um obviously when i first started it was for the business which i'm no longer doing i kind of got pushed into that and wasn't really true to myself um so i've since changed it one of my goals has always always been since day dot I would love to get my pro card and I would love to be a sponsored athlete by Massive Joes that's just something that I've always held really close to my heart (laughs) so that pushes me a fair bit Um, but beyond that I don't I don't like to think that far ahead because it can be very overwhelming so like I've broken it down, right, I've got a third, spent all that time, got better, I got second. Like what can I do to get first now? Um, and my body has changed so much and so is my mindset. So like I don't even, there's no doubt in my mind I'm coming home with gold from South Australia. So then it's like, okay, how do I get pro? Work on that step. And then once I'm pro, who knows? Like you never really know what's going to happen in the industry. Like it's now changed um, and we've now got Australian like shows that qualify you for um, the Olympia over in the States. And that's incredible. That's never happened before. So um, at the last nationals, um, Melissa Carver, she's actually one of the pros. Now she's got points to enter the Olympia if she wants to. So it's just opened up so much. Um, Because it is hard, especially with COVID, because 
to get to Olympia, you'd have to do a lot of international shows. And at the moment, we can't really travel. So, yeah, it's just that one step at a time, ticking off goals. Like I might get pro card and think, no, don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> you, just, you just never know. Or there could be a new category that I fit into better or, yeah. So I like to keep my options open, but, yeah, definitely smash out Adelaide, then work towards that pro card and then, yeah, see what happens. Yes, yeah, I know that. and I really hope you do it. I'm not hope. I know you're going. To. <laughs> We're gonna of, do it, Dominic. You're going. You're gonna do it. Um, it's manifesting funny, that shit. <laughs> it's funny we can both talk about that ourselves because you know, we're, well, I've fallen short on my pro card four times now um, in a row, which is just awesome. Um, so yeah, but you've I, grown from that. Like you pick up little bits. Like you do. it's shit at the time. Like super shit when you think. God, I was looking really good. Like, what the hell? Like, I've seen you up on stage and I've looked and I've gone, what are these people blind? <laughs> like, but you learn from it and it makes you such like a better and stronger person, both physically and mentally. Yeah, it 100% does. And I think it does show how much you want it, how much you're willing to push through the adversity. And that is obviously life. Life is a journey. And, and I really, I enjoy bodybuilding in that regard. You're, the listeners are all should know my story when it comes to the, to the bodybuilding scene. But um, for me, I just get so much personal, you know, gratification and just life analogies when it comes to bodybuilding and pushing through mm. that resistance and being, you know, when those temptations come all the time, which they do in forms of food temptations or, you know, social temptations, you've got to put through that. You've got to fight through that pain. You've got to go through the delayed gratification, which society is no longer accustomed to anymore. And um, I think it's probably one of the only things, you know, really out there in, in terms of a sport that it is so singular by yourself you feel so isolated to a degree um of you know when it's just you competing especially when you're down there in Taz. like i know what that's like you know there's not like there's too many other people doing your same comps or anything like that like you're literally there by yourself training in a gym there at that anytime fitness predominantly which no one else competes at like you literally nope. could, couldn't be any more <laughs> isolated um than, than that in reality and yet you know, you push through all that adversity and then all the crap you went through to, to for your comp and you come out the other side and, and, and you know, placed extremely well in a, in, a, in a tough comp, tough lineup. So next step, I 100% can see you doing that. Um, it'd be cool that next time that we do a podcast and do together, we both have our pro cards. I think that'd be really cool. Yep, definitely. Um, I guess sort of moving forward now is how, you know, you've had so much personal growth both physically and mentally through the comp comps. If you were able to um, give your yourself, like a young, younger self or someone coming through or someone looking at possibly competing or having like a little itch like or urge feel like they would like to, um, you know, what advice would, would you give to that person? Secondly as well, because I know how much more comp affects women when it comes to um, the health side of things than it does men. And so, you know, what advice would you give to that person coming through now? And it doesn't have to be one thing. It can be multiple things. Um, I, yeah, there is a, there's a few different things that come to mind. So like for me personally, like I battled with it, something shockingly um, for my last prep was that 
comparing myself to others and that is a very dangerous game because everyone's body is completely different like some people hold weight in the lower body some people hold weight in their upper body um and it does play with you a lot like for two whole months I was on really low calories and (laughs) I remember um I was doing my weigh-ins every day sending them to Troy and I weighed the exact same amount for 11 days straight and I was so angry and I was oh I've never felt so much rage in my life because you think try and think it logically you're like I am eating like roughly a thousand calories but I'm burning like over two thousand calories a day like how am I holding this and why isn't it changing like I went out and I bought a second set of scales because I was convinced the first one was broken because I'm like I can't weigh 60 or whatever it was I think it was like 57.6 for 11 days straight and I remember like picking up the scales (laughs) walking outside to the road and just smashing them I was so angry and I was like I'm not doing it not weighing myself anymore it's done um and I was so hard on myself as well where I'd send in photos and Troy's like no your body's changing like look look at your look at your delts look at your glutes and I just couldn't see that I'm like no I'm fat I don't look like the other girls like I don't have abs like he goes there's still time like it's fine you've still got two months and I'm like nope not gonna happen so I was already that like toxic mindset self-doubt um you do really need to be resilient and have good things like you got to love yourself and love every part of yourself so towards the end I made um, like affirmations up and I would just like people thought I was crazy because you could obviously see I was talking to myself (laughs) but you need it to like push through um same with diet as well you've got to have a good relationship with food um because that's another thing that will just undo you it's having that discipline not to cheat it's having that discipline to actually track everything correctly like it's so simple to be like I'm just going to get a coffee and you don't track the sugar that might have been added or the almond milk you just kind of go oh coffee nothing but then that all adds up at the end of the day so yeah for someone starting having a good having a good belief system mindset is so crucial especially if you don't have good support networks so as we spoke about family didn't really understand friends didn't really understand like they would constantly tell me I look good like I have all the girls in the gym being like I'd love to have your ass but I was like why it's not it's not shredded like (laughs) not what I want and just having that picture so like in this prep I'm not even picturing what I look like on stage because I don't want to set like because I'm a bit of a perfectionist as well and I just know that would just undo me and I don't want to do it I just take every day as it comes and don't go so much on the scale weight anymore it's how I look and how I feel and this time like I'm a lot stronger both mentally and physically um, and I do put that down to doing your journaling and meditation and breath work, which again is 
hard for me because with my ADHD, so I find it hard to focus. But you need to do all those little one percenters that people don't think about. Like you talk about bodybuilding and people go, oh, yep, you just eat chicken and rice and lift heavy shit. Like, well, yeah, that's a very small percent of it, but (laughs) it's, Mm. it's all the other hours and all the other work you have to put in. Like I did when I, when I decided I was doing this prep, I did a post of how much roughly this prep was going to cost me and everyone lost their mind. They were like, how is it so expensive? And I'm like, because you don't factor in, like people think I've got to have registration, got to have a bikini, got to get a tan. And then they think about like how much their PT or coach is charging them. They don't take into consideration you will need to get massages. Like you will need to have recovery, your subs, like gym memberships, posing, travel, accommodation. Like, like I see a Cairo once a month. I see my massage therapist once a week. I am doing Pilates now to help with my mobility. Um, and all that like is added costs. Um, I also see my psych once a month just to keep my mindset in check because sometimes you just do need someone to vent to that's not like. Did you freeze there or did I freeze? You may have just lost just temporarily. Well, I should still be going anyway. Sorry, Jess, if you can hear me, but we lost you for a second there. Um, Let's see if we can get it back. We don't really want to finish on that. But there's some really extremely valid points there. I don't know if you've caught, she she covered an absolute heap of really valid points in regards to making sure, because like, and as I said, as I said before in previous episodes, guys, like your, your immediate support network may not be that supportive. We did, we lost it completely off Zoom. Um, your immediate support network may not be that supportive and that's okay. You know, you seek, and that comes, doesn't have to be also bodybuilding, it can be in any area in life. You know, whether you start a new business venture, whether, you know, you're looking at launching a product, whether um, you're looking for new friends or anything like that, you know, if your immediate support network isn't that one, isn't that supportive of what it is that you do, make sure that you're able to seek because there, I promise you somewhere out there in the world, there is a support network that is exactly like you that have the same interests, hobbies and things like that, that are willing to be there to help you along the way. We got your back, Jess. Don't worry. Are you there? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, all good. You want to continue on. Obviously you were speaking about having all these extra things that is that you do. Um, and then I'll have one more question for you after that. Yeah. So it's just um, being prepared and actually thinking about it and, what's it going to cost not just in a sense of like financially but like your life as well like time time is a big one it's going to cost you so much time um and there's going to be a lot of sacrifice so it's weighing up do you just want to get up on stage to say I did this like I did a 16 week cut got up on stage walked away with a trophy or and then just go back to normal day life, binge eat and lose everything that you get, like you gained. Or do you actually see yourself doing it long-term? And like, 
some people give it a go and it's not for them and that's fine. But yeah, really think about it because as a female as well, it does stuff up your body. Like it can, like I've had, I've seen and I've spoken to girls with kidney issues because of the advice that they've been given, they haven't kept up fluids and supplements they've taken. Um, it does give you body dysmorphia. People lose their periods. Um, so it can have a lot of negative effects on your body if you're not doing it right and your heart's not in it. So, yeah, it's something to really do your research on and then decide if it's for you or not. Mm, definitely i was saying while you weren't there it's just some really valid points like you gave a whole heap of different points there which is awesome um to, <laughs> to take in for everyone like if you were writing notes definitely feel free to reach out um reach out to one of either one of us jess will be tagged in, yeah, the, sure. um, in the story of my posts for this so feel free to reach out um i guess one thing i do want to finish on because we haven't really touched on it too much is yeah your positive social media experience you know one how did you grow you know quite a quite a decent social media following considering you know you're not a reality tv star like what most people tend to see <laughs> nowadays um and and also you know share us your positive experiences with it and how it's impacted your life yeah so um i spend a lot of my time on instagram um and i've always wanted to be real like I'm a very blunt person. <laughs> I like to have a voice and give my opinions on things despite mm. others not asking for it. Um, but like social media, it is a highlight reel. And yep, if you go online, like I do do photo shoots, like I'm sponsored. I take the pretty photos, but I also talk about the shit days, the stuff that people are too afraid to talk about. And through that, people connect with me on it um because I don't take myself too seriously and I'm quite easily say oh this was crap or this is hard like I don't make it seem like this is an amazing thing everyone should do it as I just kind of said the last few points like I am real like I go this is expensive this is hard this is shit sometimes like and that's it like it's plain and simple it's like I wish I could do this. Like I don't get my 30th birthday this year, but that's my choice. I've just decided to push it back a month because I'll be on prep and people like that blows people mind. They're like, what, why? I'm like, I don't need a birthday party. Like it's fine. I have goals I want to achieve. Um, but with my social media, because I, I am honest and I always love talking to people. Like I always stay on my stories. Like if you have any questions or want to know anything, like, personal or comp related or just like any advice because I do kind of have my finger in a lot of pots <laughs> always busy girl mm. like just send me a message like I'm more than happy to have the conversation because I feel like we shouldn't be afraid to ask questions like information like is power like why wouldn't you share your stories and especially females I've made so many friends like my best friends are some that I haven't even met face to face like they're just mainly on social media um a lot are on the mainland and I'm slowly now COVID's dying down a bit in some places being able to meet them like first person I think off the top of my head's um my friend Amy she's in Melbourne 
And I've been talking to her like every week, <laughs> two years on social media. And she just hypes me up and I hype her up and we just chat. And I finally got to meet her in the flesh for the first time in Brisbane for nationals. And it was just amazing, like just to have that connection and someone that kind of understands what you go through. And like her story is just beautiful. And like obviously Jordan is another one that brings to mind. So Dominic and I having mutual friends, that's how we kind of met through Jordan um and she lived in Tassie for most of her life and we connected through social media I ended up being like hey do you want to come on a brunch date with me and now she's like my best friend like we chat every day we do everything together like she's my life wife connected with so many people so I've had a lot more support and I'm so lucky and I'm so grateful for my social media following and the people I've been able to connect with through that platform because it can be a very toxic place. Um, and I do really push that message of like mindset is everything and to spread kindness around because we need a lot more of it in the world. Um, but also not to be afraid to have a voice and an opinion, but you don't have to be an asshole about it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, look, I'm glad that you've that you've been able to have a really positive experience through social media. Use your platform wisely, um, and you know, in, share it in such an authentic and genuine way. You know, it's something that um, that I live by as well. It's how I want to use my social media. Yes, I also have all the the shoots and I do all the stuff with all the branding work. And it, you know, it is it's a good way you said there. It is a highlight reel, but. Um, you know, if you follow the story, you read the captions, you know, take the time to read the captions because a lot of people won't. Um, yep. you know, yeah, you, you do the same thing, like really long in-depth captions that actually explain what's going on and, and where things are at and the realness of it all. So, um, and I commend you for that. And I really appreciate that you do that because there's, you know, you and I are few and far between when it comes to social media nowadays. Um, and, you know, I think that's one thing that I would strongly encourage everyone else to make sure that, you know, if that's how you choose to have social media in terms of being very vocal and, and present on there, then, you know, be the real self, be your real self, be authentic, be genuine, share the ups, share the downs. Um, and, uh, it, you know, you're going to connect with people a lot more. Well, Jess, for the sake of time, because we've almost gone for about an hour or so, I do thank you so, so much for that, um, for your time today. And let's make sure that we do this again, as I said, when we both have a couple of pro cards and um and, uh, and hopefully uh, this year yes hopefully <laughs> this year so we'll definitely recommence that conversation but thank you so so much again for your time uh thanks, no, thanks for having me thanks all listeners and stay tuned for the next episode bye for now